It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me once again is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good. Let's, uh, let's talk some football. Yeah, so coming up on today's show, we're going to discuss some of the players in the Cowboys roster that may be on the roster bubble. We're going to spend a few minutes on 10 different players and we're going to decide whether or not we think they're fi- they're going to make the final roster or whether they're going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, so let's jump right into it. The first guy that I want to talk about is quarterback Mike White, who the Cowboys drafted in the fifth round this year. Uh, hasn't really impressed through the preseason so far. Uh, I know he's been playing with the third string, and that means playing with receivers he might not be comfortable with uh, in a pretty poor offensive line. But do you think Mike White makes this final roster? I still think it's a difficult call. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a category of these guys who are, and, and maybe all of them to a certain degree, are playing against, they're competing against not just their own position. You know, they're competing Absolutely. against uh, uh, the, the bottom of the roster, you know, guy at another position too. So um, I think when you talk about, Guys who uh, could end up making this team despite maybe not fully earning it, I think Mike White is going to be the top of the list guy because he's a quarterback, because they have some potential there. I mean, to me, they spent a fifth round pick on him. Yeah, that obviously means something as well. Uh, to me, I, uh, I mean, I, I've just seen very little that makes me think. Uh, he's earned a roster spot, you know, and, and, and to the point of he's even actually, you know, we, we talked about how, you know, you mentioned it, I think I've heard other people mention it, you know, that, oh, well, it's tough to play with that offensive line out there. Uh, I mean, there's snap, there's snaps out there where he made the offensive line look bad. Oh, absolutely. He you holds know, on like, the ball forever. Well, not even just that, like, like, you know, I, I, there was one play where, uh, where people were talking about, you know, um, uh, Cam Fleming's blocking. And, mm-hmm. and, and and basically what happened is that Hubbard went around Fleming and went around uh, uh, Darius Jackson, who was uh, supposed to be chipping him, and made his way all the way around the pocket. Well, if, if Mike White <laughs> just steps up into the pocket sure. that, that, that is perfectly formed for him in, in there, he's safe. But instead, he doesn't take any steps forward. He inexplicably decides to roll out of the pocket 
and slowly kind of jog towards the sideline, waiting for someone to get open. And of course, he gets you know caught from behind and sacked. And it's like, you know, you have to kind of know what you're looking at. But but, but part of the, the quarterback's job is to understand what his own protection is and take advantage of said protection. So it, yeah, it's not even just that he's kind of like freezing like a deer in the headlights when he sees the receivers go out there. It's just it's it's not even just the processor speed. He he needs to just know where his own blocking is and get it get into his own blocking, uh, and then let's start worry about accelerating the, the processing speed and get the ball. But now when it's time when it's when it's, when he sees the, the the target and he knows where he's going with the ball. He throws a pretty Excellent. ball. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, they, they showed the videos. Like, everyone was kind of wowing uh, the video of him throwing the ball, like, 50 yards and hitting the goalpost. And I'm like, that's because he knows where he has to throw the ball, you know? And, and it's right. like, you know, getting him to that point is something that I think that can be taught into him. I think in a couple of years on, uh, 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 you know, practice, not years, on the practice squad, I mean, just you kind of see yeah. years developing or whatever. Maybe not years, but you know, some time developing. I think all that's going to actually have an effect and be beneficial because the nature of his issues are correctable, I think. Uh, but but the question, you know, is in a team that is going to have some very difficult cuts at some points, has he even shown you enough to necessarily, you know, take that on? And, and I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I there's definitely, you know, there's definitely lots of time left. He's going to get a, a whole bunch of opportunities uh, in the next two games, in the next two weeks. Uh, but uh, so we'll, we'll just, we'll, there's still, you know, the jury's still out to a certain degree. But as of right now, I mean, just on the face of how he's played, he is on the bottom of this list of these guys that we're going to talk to today as far as how they've actually performed out here. Right. Um, so a couple of quick things. You mentioned that he still has time left. I think that fourth preseason game is going to be really important to him because he's I would think he's going to get at least a half to play in that one. Uh, we'll probably get a better idea of where he's at in his development over the next two weeks. Um, the other thing is, man, you look across the league and you look at some of the backup quarterbacks that teams have, it's just hard for me to imagine that a fifth-round pick, uh, who the Cowboys took at the, la- the you know, later parts of the fifth round, is going to get claimed by another team to put them on, you know, to put white on their 53-man roster. I just have a hard time believing that when you kind of look at the landscape of quarterbacks across the league. So it's crazy to me how we went from just a few years ago there being what we felt like was a, you know, a complete lack of quarterback t- talent coming in. And suddenly these last two drafts, two or three drafts have like been such a shot in the arm for the talent that at least at this point, the way as it stands right now, you feel like almost every team in the league feels confident about their current quarterback situation. At least they're top two, you at know, like it's, yeah, or, or at least they're at a spot where it hasn't been revealed to be terrible yet. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, I, I, so I guess my point is, is that this is the year. If you're going to try to sneak a guy, a quarterback that you think may have some talent through the practice squad because like I said there's lots of young unrevealed talent in the league and I'm sure everyone feels confident about their own team's talent uh, so th- there might be a lot more opportunity to get away with it this year right so we're both on the same page that we would as of right now we would probably say outside of the 53 man roster right I I don't know as far if we're predicting what they're going to do I I don't know because I really do think it's probably 50-50. Okay. I, I personally would not keep him on the team. 
because I think you can get him on the practice squad. But I don't know exactly. You know, they may see something more in there or have information that we don't know that that they want to keep him. And and you know, like like all the reasons we pointed out, fifth round pick, all those stuff like that that has value there. So that's a tough calculus to make just because of the position and all that. But I I wouldn't keep him on the team. I don't think. All right. So our next one that we're going to talk about, actually, and I wrote down Bo Scarborough, but we can really turn this into Darius Jackson too. They're really, it's two players competing for maybe one spot, maybe yeah. no spots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bo Scarborough, Darius Jackson. Do you see either of those two making the roster? I think that. Uh, Which one I, has a better chance? If you had to guess. I mean, I think it's really tough, man. I I, I think that both of them. Uh, I think that both of them have an opportunity. One, one of the two has an opportunity to make the team. I think that more than I thought in the past, there that there probably is a spot for that third running back, just because both of them have shown us something in each game, right? Um, I think I still think that if if all things are equal and Bo Scarborough can show uh, uh, you know something in special teams, that he probably gets the nod because of his you know potential usefulness in the special teams realm. I just think that there's something about having another linebacker type special teams player that you can stash at another position. There's something valuable there. Sure. Um, and if he could also be a decent running back, that's great too. Uh, but I, I also think that if we're talking about a, a running back who may get snaps in the game, I probably like Darius Jackson running the football more than I like Scarborough. He's I a think. little bit more explosive. Yeah, and definitely. It seems, and it definitely. seems weird because that's what Scarborough's game is, is that build-up speed. But yeah, Darius just has a little bit of a quickness to him where once you get him in the open field, he's kind of hard to stop. Yeah, and I, and I kind of feel like, too, you know, you could get him some snaps. You know, if, if something happened to Rod Smith, he could kind of take some of those snaps as the second running back, you know, who come in and and uh in some passing situations i i definitely like darius jackson in passing situations uh more than i think i like Bo scarborough um but i I, and i like i said if if all things are equal in the running back competition you know if you think they're both they're very different players but they can be of similar you know quality i guess is the best way to put it if those if the quality is the same on both of these guys then i think it really becomes down to well, what is their what's the rest of their role going to be on this team? And if 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 Bo Scarborough is actually good at playing special teams, uh, he, he that size and, and speed ratio and that athleticism obviously gives you an extra body at a position uh, that that actually will give you game day usefulness. Whereas Darius Jackson, I think, I mean, he could probably return kicks for you. But I don't know if he's going to be that same kind of guy that you could put on kick coverage, punt coverage, you know. Yeah, Bo ta- has ta- more tackle value there. I think, I think Bo probably has more value there, thereby maybe more value overall. Now I'm going to have to check to see if Darius Jackson has some practice squad eligibility left because he, w- he would make I, the I mean, perfect he, practice he, squad. He, I, I can't imagine that he doesn't, right? Like, I mean, he didn't. has he played in an NFL game yet? No, I wouldn't think he would. No, he, I, I think he's he, probably eligible. Yeah. Um, so we'll say Bo probably has the, the the lead on Darius Jackson right now. Coming up, we're going to talk about some receivers and whether or not Lance Lenore can make the Cowboys' final 53-man roster. So stay tuned. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Guys, if you're like me, your schedule is packed with meetings, deadlines, and projects. It never leaves enough time to take care of ourselves. Uh, Not enough sleep, not enough healthy diet, too much soda, whatever it is, you name it, life gets in the way. I'm excited to announce that we've partnered with a company called FNX, one of the fastest growing companies in the fitness and health space. Their products are clean and they get the job done. Check this out. They recently unveiled their new Dad Bod Bundle, which is basically a monthly fountain of youth, a sleep aid, curl oil, and a testosterone boost to make you feel like you're back in your 20s. Every product from FNX is legit. Personally, I've started drinking their AM protein mix with their greens every morning. It tastes great, uh, and you notice the difference immediately. You sleep better. You wake up better. uh, You you don't feel groggy in the morning. Uh, It's absolutely perfect. For our listeners only, go to fnxfit.com. Use offer code LOCKEDONFNX, that's LOCKEDONFNX, at the checkout and get a 10% discount on all products. FNXFit.com, offer code LOCKEDONFNX, that's FNX, live in victory every day. All right, Landon, I have three receivers for us to talk about. We can spend just a minute on each. Um, Let's go ahead and start off with Lance Lenore. Uh, played a little bit with the ones last week. I'm still not convinced that he's a lock for the roster. Am I wrong? I think it's hard for people that have um, this guy. I hate saying this because it sounds so. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I think if you go around and, and listen to the people that were at camp, uh, they are all going to tell you that Lance Lenore should be on this team because every single day at in Oxnard he did something. And, and it was consistent, and he doesn't screw up, really. Um, and he took a lot of snaps with the first and second team. So, uh, and then, then, you know, you get to the game, and we haven't really seen anything with the ones, you know, in the games as much. So You haven't seen I, him make a play in the game, even with the second or third string guys. No, I, that's not true. I think he's, I, he's – I've at least seen him make a couple of third down catches at times. There are no, there's definitely one in the last game he definitely had. And I think he had a couple other ones, too, if I'm not okay. mistaken. I, I could be wrong. But I know for a fact he made a big third down catch for Mike White in that game against uh, uh, Cincinnati. So, um, I, I, look, I, I tend to think and – I, and I also get it because, again, like what is this guy's usefulness out of his position? And that's kind of a you know, huge ongoing conversation with these guys down roster is what's their special team usefulness? And I, I don't really know the answer to that either. But I, I, I think – I, I do believe this is a guy who, despite being probably the fifth or sixth wide receiver on, on the depth chart, if he makes the team, could see snaps in the game. Like Because I, I do think he could go out there and give you, you know, relied upon snaps in the game because of his ability to run crisp routes and be where he needs to be. Um, I just think that uh, that has value that is not necessarily in intrinsically it's hard to like you know kind of just 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 describe to somebody but the, but the fact that his level of reliability 
um, is, I think, something that is very much valued by the quarterback in this, uh, the uh, the play caller in this offense. Uh, and I and I you know I I understand that I, I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth when I say that he should be exempt to a certain degree from some of the special teams talk because I do think there is something there about his ability to consistently reliably uh, be where he's supposed to be in the routes and, 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 and in the framework of the offense when he's out on the field. It's just hard for me to believe that he as a six receiver would do enough on the field to warrant a roster spot, considering that he doesn't really do a lot on special teams. I, I mean, if you think of, you know, Terrence Williams, Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley, Michael Gallup, Tavon Austin, there's five right there. Is he good enough on all the units to make the roster? I'm not sure. I, I'm not even sure what his ceiling is because while he is a technician, while he does do things bright, this is still a pretty bad athlete who's pretty small where I, I'm not even sure what his best spot is on the field. Is it as a you know, C I, receiver? I, I think – see, I also I also will contend that the, the, the athleticism thing I think is very overblown. You know, because when he gets out on the field there, he, he doesn't have a problem with his athleticism. You know, like, and I and I'm all for understand, and I'm all for athletic testing and using that as a as a metric and, and as a baseline for understanding a player. I, I'm not poo pooing that at all. But but there's also a point where he's two years removed from the athletic testing, two years in which he's been fair, in, fair. In, in, inside an NFL uh, locker room the whole time, working hard, and he's known to be an incredible worker. So I, I think there is a, a, a thought process that he could have changed his level of his athleticism slightly. And I also think that a portion of that has to do with the fact that his game is not based on athleticism necessarily. It's about smoothness. It's true. And and he is extremely smooth. And as opposed to those other guys that we've talked to about special teams needs, again, I, I posit that I think that this is a guy who can give you offensive snaps. He can give you uh, catches in the game. And, and I think... I, this is a guy who I think you will want to find ways to get into the game more so than a Bo Scarborough or a Darius Jackson. I'm just uh, not convinced they're going to have six receivers active every single week. That's, I mean, I mean that, and that may be the case. I think I, I just think that they're, you know, they they, they might surprise you. That's true. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Deontay Thompson, the Cowboys' free agent signing. Uh, in the spring hasn't practiced much over the last couple of weeks. I think he's dealing with a hamstring. Is that right? I think, I, 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 I think so. I, I'm not sure that they ever made it. No, well, a lower probably. body injury. It's a lower well, body. Yeah. It's lower body. Yeah. yeah. Hockey term. Deontay Thompson. What do you think? Do you think he makes this roster? Do you think they potentially IR him? What happens with Thompson? I, I mean, I think it's tough. I, I think that, you know, you know, he, maybe he, he, he might be able to find a way to short-term IR or something. I, you know, I, I think they clearly like him and they don't want to get rid of him. And I, I've seen things in him out here at camp that make me want to continue to try to work with him because I, I do think he, you know, he, his game is very similar to, to Terrence Williams. I think he's a, a little bit more of a of a speed guy and a little bit less savvy. But I think that he's, you know, he's got a game that I think can do some things for you. I just is he a guy know, that would be eligible for like PUP? I don't. I don't know. Like that's 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 what I don't. I 
I don't think that way it wouldn't cost you your IR spot. Isn't isn't the idea that they can't like uh, PUP a guy if he's not? You can't in season PUP him if he isn't uh, in PUP at the start of training camp. I think there's two different PUPs. That's something we're going to need to check because I think ideally that would probably be the best spot. For it, either way, that, if, if there is some mechanism to try to sneak him on the team without costing roster spot, obviously they will try to do that. Uh, otherwise, I, I, I think it's tough because I think if the receivers coach likes him, I think he can give you some uh, a lot of help on special teams. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they – I think that they probably need to hold on to either him or Noah Brown, but probably not both. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's go ahead and talk about Noah Brown because he's also missed the last several weeks yeah. uh, with the hamstring injury as well. Had a pretty nice rookie season for a seventh-round pick. Do you think he makes this roster? I don't know. I, I again, I think all those spots. It's tough. Like I, I mean, he has not been out there almost at all, and uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it's it's tough to see him making the squad just because he hasn't done anything. Like he hasn't, and I don't mean like he's been out here and hasn't done anything. I mean he hasn't been out here. Like right. he, you know, he just hasn't suited up very often. So uh, I don't know what's going on there. That's another one. I hope there's a way. I, I would be fine with IRing him. Let him get healthy. Come back next year. Still really yeah. young. I think. He's I mean, yeah, I, I love, I love his skill set. Yeah, he's still super, super young. So I definitely don't want to cut him. Like I'd love to find a, a mechanism of holding on to him for some way, but I, I don't know what he's eligible for because I, it, again, he might be eligible for like an in-season pump because he, I, well, he actually came and he passed a physical and he practiced a couple days. So I don't know. Like what what they can do with him, it'll it, that will be interesting to see how that all plays out because I I really don't think they want to cut him, but they may they may not have a choice. All right, our last offensive player, and we'll spend just a minute on him because we kind of touched on him yesterday. Offensive tackle Chaz Green. Uh, do you think he makes this roster with Cam Fleming now entrenched as a swing tackle? No, I can't imagine that he does. No, I don't. Need, I I suggested that they should trade him to Carolina, so that way they get to play him in the Week One game. That would be nice. That would um, be. Let's go. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the defense. A uh, couple defensive uh, linemen I want to talk about first. Charles Tapper. Um, you look at the Cowboys' defensive ends now with Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence and Tyron Crawford, Dorrance Armstrong. Do they have space to keep another project in Charles Tapper? <sighs> I think the more I think about this, I, I think it really depends on what they are doing with Tyrone Crawford. Because now, just even today, we're hearing reports that he got snaps in base at defensive tackle uh, with Randy Gregory starting at right defensive end. Uh, or That's interesting. I, that, was, or that was yesterday's practice in the walkthrough. You know, they, they're in shells, so... If that's the case, um, 
you know what they what they could be trying to do is try to figure out a way to you know keep some of this defensive end depth and um by making some of the defensive ends defensive tackles uh you know and i think I we saw that from Coney Ely just in the last preseason game. On the first yeah. third down of the game, Ely was in as a defensive tackle. Uh, and I, th- I think that, that what they've started to, to think now is that, well, maybe instead of just keeping Coney Ely, like we keep, we're, we're trying to find a way to keep Charles Tapper by, uh, you know, maybe playing more uh, Crawford inside and then, you know, having that extra spot with, with Tapper. I, I, you know, it's, it's an incredibly great problem to have. Uh, obviously, you know, you could at the end of the day, probably trade, you know, trade them. I think that's what's going to happen. I think think of the two, Charles Tapper is probably the more likely one to get traded just because he's younger. Um, he's got more athleticism. I, I do think there's teams in the NFL that would like to add him as their fourth defensive end. I think Tapper's skill set too is such that, like, I mean, I think he could go into a three four team and, oh, and potentially be yeah. like a strong side outside linebacker. You know, I think I think he has that kind of uh, you know strength as well as explosion that he could he could be a he could I think he could play at either either spot yeah. either defense. So, um, All yeah. Right. So so are we in out on Tapper on making the Cowboys roster? I think he may, he's making a fifty-three man roster. Whether it's here or it's he's being traded somewhere, I, I yeah, I, I'm not. I don't think he gets cut. I guess is what I'll say. I think I would agree. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some linebackers. Chris Covington. Uh, do you think we haven't really seen a ton of them? I think he was back uh, this week. Um, just kind of been nicked up. Hasn't really done a ton in preseason or training camp. Is there a spot for the sixth round pick, Chris Covington? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, you feel for the guy just because he – and it's not even an injury. He was just – he was very sick, you know. And and so, like – and unfortunately, at a spot where uh, where <laughs> there's just a lot of talent right now. You know, the linebacker may be the most talented and d- deep position on the defense. It probably is on the defense and maybe on the team, you know. And, and so – uh, I just feel like even though he was a draft pick, it's it's not necessarily a uh, slam dunk that he's making the team. I, I would agree. I mean, I think with obviously with Leighton Van Der Esch as the third linebacker, Joe Thomas having a great camp, uh, Damian Wilson even looking better, you're looking at five or six guys that are ahead of him. His only chance would be on special teams. But, again, is he better than Justin Marshall Lillard on special teams? I, I don't think so. so Justin Marshall has been showing them stuff all season, all off season too. Like not just in training camp, but you know he he was kind of the talk of the mini camp and stuff. So, and he you know he has a, a level of athleticism that I think is going to help him on special teams. So, you know, again, it's just it's a tough deep group to break into, and and, and unfortunately, he didn't even get a chance. You know, he didn't like he's. It's not even like he went out there and hurt himself. He. Never got a chance to get out there until just, I think, you know, a couple days ago. Again, I think that'll be a guy that competes for a practice squad spot. Um, if the Cowboys think enough of him, yeah. I think he'll be back in the practice squad. Uh, the last <laughs> guy I want to talk about is defensive back Tavarius Ward. Of those undrafted defensive backs, I think Ward probably has be- had the best training camp. 
Um, I think Cameron Kelly might have a chance now to make the roster just because of the injuries at safety. Um, but I want to talk about Ward. Do you think he makes this 53-man roster? I think that Ward and uh, Robinson, the safety, I think to me yes. those those are the two guys of these undrafted free agents. Oh, and obviously Antoine Woods, I mean, I think, uh, who I, I think is on the team at this point. Um, Which is I, funny because we've never really talked about him at all. And he's, he's I think he started on, on Saturday night against the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I think to me at, at this point, I, I, I've, I feel satisfied with the plan for now unless something better comes up that they want to move on uh, with Antoine Woods and Brian Price as my one techniques. And then with Dayton Jones potentially as, as another guy who's rotating in. Um, I, I think to well, me, I'm, I'm going to ask you real quick about Jihad Ward. Where does he fit in then? I don't know if Jihad Ward does fit in. We'll see. I mean, I think you know, I, he to me is more of a three technique, anyways. So uh, I would think that it would be more of a, a, a you know maybe a down rostered rotational three technique guy. Maybe um, just till David Irving comes back. Yeah, potentially. I mean, you know, I think they're probably keeping in mind that that guy like that position is okay we need a guy who's gonna be these you know potential sacrificial lamb of uh the uh of the of the defensive lines when when irving comes back so uh in case that you know everyone's healthy at that point because that's the other thing is that if someone gets hurt you 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 know you still will want to hold on to that guy sure if uh if if you know things play that way so uh, you know, I, I, we kind of get, got lost in the weeds here, but I, I do think that you know Woods is on the team, and I think outside of him, that th- those two guys, uh, Robinson and, and Ward, are probably the two most likely undrafted free agents to potentially end up, um, uh, you know, on the team. And I think that Ward is probably maybe a step above Robinson for what I've seen, just because yeah, I've seen him make a lot of plays. He's gotten burnt, and I think, but I think he's got a level of uh, of. Uh, a playmaking that that's intriguing to me Robinson if he makes the team he may not you know he may he may be one of these guys who makes the initial 53 and also ends up getting cut because either we bring in a vet we sign somebody that gets cut we make a trade for somebody that's up in the northwest you know all, all those things could potentially be a reason that Robinson may, maybe makes the initial team and then gets cut we're just about two weeks away from the Cowboys making their final cuts uh, we will make sure to keep you guys up, updated on all those guys. Uh, we'll try to do this roster bubble uh, thing maybe in a couple in a couple weeks when uh, we get through all four preseason games. But uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Remember, that's a new Twitter handle. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And, of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.